hey, does anyone want to learn French with me? Because I've decided in 2024 that I want to learn French. And thankfully, I have Rosetta Stone. So you better hop on it so we can learn French together. Rosetta Stone has the amazing true accent feature, which is so helpful, especially in French. You get feedback on how well you're actually pronouncing words. Plus, they have 25 languages to choose from. So if you're not going to learn French with me, I'm sure you can find some other people who will learn a language with you. But I'm on the French team this year. Come on, folks, join me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, and that's why we drink listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com drink. That's rosettastone.com drink. Are you the type of person who loves to treat yourself? You know, sometimes you just want to buy yourself a coffee, a fancy coffee. Sometimes you want to get a little extra legroom on the plane. You know what I mean? So if you ever treat yourself to the top options, other places like that, then why are we settling when we're finding a doctor? I know it's easy to fall into that rut, but your health is so important. Enter ZocDoc. ZocDoc is a place where you can find and book tens of thousands of top tier doctors, all with verified patient reviews. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. There's no more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. You know we hate that. And these doctors all have verified reviews from actual real patients. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, which is so helpful. You can see who's located near you and who's available and who can treat basically any condition you're searching for. Plus, a typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between just 24 to 72 hours. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments. When I moved to LA years ago, I discovered ZocDoc because I was so tired of having to call all these different offices and wait. It took hours sometimes to figure out which doctor in town could help me and which one took my insurance, but not anymore with ZocDoc. I was able to find everything from a psychiatrist to a GI doctor, and I did that all through ZocDoc. And the app has only gotten better over time. I still use it. I still love it. I always recommend it to people, whether you have phone anxiety like me or not. It couldn't get easier to find a doctor with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash drink and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash drink. ZocDoc dot com slash drink. Oh! You know what we... Wait, are we airing? Are we recording? Mm-hmm. Since it's Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Pass! The cranberry sauce for having mashed potatoes. Ooh, the turkey looks great. Thank, Thank you for loving me. me. Thank you for being there. Everyone's thinking. Boom. Boom. The whole world's thanking you for thanking us for thanking you. Kill the turkey. (laughs) 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 Happy Thanksgiving. You're welcome, world. I was going to say, if only we could copyright that song and put it on our shirts, that would be grand. Uh, if we could just take the copyright from Bob's Burgers. <laughs> it should be easy, right? It's I not like they're known. It's not like it's that expensive. No one knows about them. No. Patreon will cover it. Um, happy Thanksgiving. Why are you drinking slash why are you thankful or not thankful? I mean, it's also by the time this comes out after Thanksgiving. Oh, so we can just skip the bullshit then? I mean... What do you think you enjoyed the most of your Thanksgiving? Let's just make another prediction out of these. Probably the wine. All right. Um, the thing is, I'm hosting a Friendsgiving this week, and I'm like, because we were going to go back to Blaze's place, but I'm doing one here instead. So who knows if I can make a turkey? Who knows? It'll be like a big mystery for everybody. I'm so upset I don't get to watch it happen. It's kind of bummed. I know. I'm bummed you can't go. I know. I'm going to be visiting family in Seattle. So That's nice, though, to be with family. Yeah, and it's become a tradition that I, um, 
like I was never really close with them before I moved out to LA because they were West Coast and right. I never saw them. And now that I've been out here, I go see them every Thanksgiving just because it's cheaper airfare. But they actually are now like my favorite family members. Yeah. And I don't have to deal with the bullshit of like being a child of divorce and having to like split my time between two families and all that nonsense. That's why I stopped going. I stopped going to think. If I could not go home for Christmas, I would just because that's yeah. such bullshit. I mean, so. I we've I stopped going to Thanksgiving years ago because I was like, it's not worth it. It's not. It's not. Especially for Thanksgiving when, you know, if you have jobs, you only get like a day off yeah. or two days off. So for me to travel to the East Coast is a day there of travel, a day back of travel. So I get like, what, a day? And I have to split it between both my parents and see who gets less frustrated with the other. Oh, it's and like, P.S., it's $2,000 also. Oh, also, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just stupid. So now I actually hang out with my mom's little sister That's and her family. Fun. And she's like the fun aunt. Oh, nice. So I get her all to myself without having to share with my East Coast family, so... So we just brought this down by talking about divorce, but happy Thanksgiving. Just wait till Christmas, guys. But it's, here's the thing. Everyone just had Thanksgiving with their family, so they're all probably pulling their hair out. You know what I mean? Or are they even listening to us? They're probably still like in their food comas. Maybe. But also, we're being rude to our international listeners who don't celebrate the horrible things we did to people when we first got to this land. Oh, right. You should start celebrating that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You should also enjoy how horrible Americans are that we have a national holiday celebrating how horrible we are to people. And now we, and we call ourselves the heroes and, and the victims all at the same time. We, we do. And there's also a lot of murals of us feeding um, Native Americans when in reality Ugh. we just fed them with smallpox. It's disgusting. Yeah. We're sorry. Why are we so depressing? Because <laughs> we have a podcast called And That's Why We Drink. <laughs> uh, I need some wine. Okay. Happy Chris- Happy almost Christmas. Is now, happy almost Christmas. At least we're in the holidays. Or Kwanzaa or Hanukkah. I, happy Hanukkah to me. Happy Hanukkah to you. Do you actually celebrate Hanukkah? Mm, on the month, on the years that I remember. Like, yeah, but like with your, like growing up, did you celebrate it? Or did we you did the menorah, Christmas? um, like for irony. Like what? <laughs> we would just be like, well, we're Jewish. We should have a menorah. But we, we didn't do like the holiday. No. Oh. We never like grew up celebrating Hanukkah. It was more like if we looked at the calendar in time, my mom would be like, I'm supposed to buy you some shitty presents. So happy Hanukkah. Oh, so it was like a convenience thing. It was like we, like put, fair the, we put the ish in Jewish. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> Is that a thing? I don't know. I love it. It's what we are, though. It has to be a thing now. How are you? I'm okay. Why are you drinking? Because I nearly threw out my back this weekend. Oh, shit. And I didn't throw out my back because I, I know what that feels like because I have a really shitty back. Mm. Um, for anyone who wants to know my weakness. Um, but <laughs> if you want to attack M. You triangulate your location. I'll triangulate my weak points. <laughs> the eighth vertebrae. <laughs> but Allison's been so sweet this weekend because I haven't been able to move. And so she's been like pulling me out of bed and like Aww. pulling me off the couch and like. Em, I didn't know you were in such pain. I am. I'm sorry. It's all right. I should have crushed some Tylenol in your drink. Yeah, that would have helped. Next time. It's okay. Um, Why are you drinking? I mean, mostly because I'm just nervous about making a turkey, and also this job that I'm doing is really hard, and also we are shipping out. I had to ship out 285 packages yesterday. Yowza. And I got to the post office five minutes after it closed. But I will say, by the time you hear this, everybody's... Merch and Patreon stuff has, has all caught up. been sent. It's all caught up. It's out. It's all done. Oh my god! Wait, I'm and like, then I'll, I'll do the thing. Ready? Yeah. Wait, we gotta take the cork out. Do it. You know physics. Oh right, shit. sure. Phys- it's mathematics. It's exponents. Ready? Yes. Yeah. 
was good, right? Yeah. Ow. That hurt I know. My ears. I know. I wanted two takes and I should have just stayed on a high. <sighs> you know, you got to quit while you're ahead. But anyway, so we have had all that shipping bullshit since the beginning of time. We've been telling you your shipping will come out. Your shipping will come out. And we were telling the truth, but things just kept getting backlogged. But we are officially caught up. Yes. As of today. Also, we have new merch. We have new merch and a whole new situation system. going on. A whole new system. Christine is a wizard. She figured it out. The internet is a wizard. Christine found the part of the internet that's a wizard. I'm just the apprentice, if there you will. Is. There it is. Uh, the internet's apprentice. Um, yeah. We have new merch. We have... Uh, also, by the way, if you guys have art, if you're like artistic in any way, or even if you're not and you just like design something, send it to us and we want to put it on merch. Um, we already have a coffee cup. Yeah. With, uh, if you follow the Facebook group, someone drew a very nice, um, Ronnie. Almost, almost a screen grab. Yeah. Ronnie did it off of our Halloween video. Yeah. It's amazing. It's, it's literally a coffee mug now. It's amazing. It's me with my wine bra. Gio's like freaking out in the car. <laughs> M has like a milkshake. Yep. Thing. Camelback. Yep. It's great. And we put it on a mug. So we're trying to get everybody's like artistic talent involved on the website. If so, you care enough to draw something or be artistic in any way for us, we're trying to help you and put it on stuff. So. And if you have done it in the past and sent it to us on social media, send it to our email. And that's why we drink at gmail.com. Please write in the email that you agree to let us use it on merchandise. Just put it in yeah. writing and then put, if you want us to link to your Etsy or your website or whatever, put that there too. Um, that way I can just have it in writing that we're allowed to use it. And all in one spot too. Yeah. Is it just our usual shop URL? Yep. Same, same shop. And that's why we drink .bigcartel.com. Correct. And there's a lot of new merch on there. Um, of different colors. Different colors now, different designs. We have like baseball tees and baseball caps. I love a good baseball cap. Bats? No, we don't no, have we, that yet. No, we don't. We have baseballs? No. No, not quite. Maybe one day we'll have a tennis ball for Baby G. That would be adorable. That'd be a good time. Also, I think I know why else you're drinking. Hmm. Because tomorrow is Baby G's first day of doggy daycare. I'm really stressed out. Okay, but here's the thing. You ready? What? He's going to make a best friend at the doggy daycare. Okay. They're going to start talking about true crime and ghosts. You promise? They're going to be on a hayride. I'm really nervous. They're going to say, you know what? We should start a podcast about this. I, um, Gio used to go to daycare at PetSmart when I was working as a PA 12 hours a day. I had no other choice. And they gave me a report card, quote unquote, one day. And, um, <laughs> I guess they said, Gio has learned how to use the plastic kitty slide and he Aww. loves to run up and slide down it. And I was like, is that real? Like, I think the cutest experience would have been watching him go up at the first time and he's a little scared but then he does and he's so brave and then he does and he's so happy and he does it uh, again <laughs> i would lose my mind listen it's probably for the best neither of us were there his best friend at PetSmart was named elvis it was a giant great pyrenees oh so you're right it, it'll be he's fine gonna make a best buddy and then you can have doggy play dates oh my god oh okay i'm so anxious he's gonna have so much fun all right um that's all my notes i just am excited about new merch and um just like getting stuff situated so people don't have to wait and uh oh the holidays are coming um get your stuff in i think it's by i saw on our new um we have a site that we're synced to that helps us with merch now i think they said the 30th of november is the last day to buy merch and have it arrive in time for christmas with Ooh. free shipping so Ooh. get on it I need my friends and family to be really big fans of the show. That way I can just buy them my own merch and just be like, Merry fucking Christmas. I know. 
Now you'll think of me. Now you'll think of me all the time. It's something we can both enjoy. I'll give my parents the one of me in a wine bra and they'll be like, I'm so disappointed. Recently, Linda actually sent me a box of blank shirts with no instruction. And then I texted her and was like, what the fuck are these for? (laughs) And she was like, oh, you're going to put the design on them so I can wear your podcast on my shirts. What? And I was like, hmm. Well, you could have asked. Wait, she sent you a bunch of blank shirts? A box of random shirts from J. Crew or some shit like that. Or Chico's or something. Oh my And then she was like, well, obviously you're going to put the design on them. And I was like, oh, I didn't know I was a fucking clairvoyant, but okay. And then... Linda is a trip. In that box, she also sent a melted bar of chocolate. Good. And she sent a sleeve of CDs from like 10 years ago. Like out of their cases, just like, you know how cars had like oh, the yeah, cd the case yeah yeah that you put on like your your mirror mm-hmm. she sent one of those like d- like she took it off of a car and it's still had a bunch of cds from like of like jackson brown and like things that no one listens to off of a car like whose car maybe hers she literally just sent me a sleeve of random and they're CDs. not your cds no <laughs> <laughs> and then a box of blank shirts and i was like good luck figure it out <laughs> what also today, Christine and I listened to two songs back to back, and one was my mother's wedding song, and the other was Christine's wedding song, and they both played on their own without us trying to put them on. That was pretty awkward. You and my mom are the same person. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little awkward, but I, I, I embrace it now. Good. I'm gonna start mailing you random objects from my house. Ugh. Thank God I don't put my address out on this thing because I'd get a box of random shit all the time. <laughs> By now, you've probably heard about Burrow, a new kind of furniture company known for timeless designs, durable materials, and details that make life in your space easier. Last year, they brought their expertise outside with the launch of their outdoor line, which I love, and now they're adding more must-have pieces to the collection. For example, Dunes offers seating, dining, and lounger options, while Scout is a new folding chair upholstered in a chic woven fabric. And I think I'm going to get two of those for the balcony. Blaze and I love to sit out there in the evenings after Leona goes to bed. And I love the idea of having a good-looking but also extremely useful and comfy place to sit outside. Made of durable materials made for all seasons, weather-resistant teak, stainless alloy, and quick-dry stain-resistant cushions with easy assembly and disassembly this is the perfect thing for your outdoor space they also just launched a new standing desk co-pilot with adjustable height a durable scratch resistant body with built-in storage to make working at home easier than ever i'm in the market for a new desk um so this is definitely going to be my next bookmark and of course there's burrow's legacy seating collections like the nomad and range now available in new colors and m and i that's like the only piece of furniture i think we actually share is our burrow sofa in the podcast department love that thing and that's why we drink listeners can get 15% off their first order at burrow.com slash drink. That's burrow, B-U-R-R-O-W dot com slash drink for 15% off. Burrow.com slash drink. You know when you've got the holidays, the new year, and then all of a sudden it's sort of back to the grind, especially if you run a small business, it can be really hard to get back into the swing of things, but Stamps.com is here to make that a little bit easier for you. Stamps.com streamlines all your mailing and shipping to turbocharge your operational efficiencies. For 25 years now, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses, whether they're mailing out checks, invoices, legal documents, books, podcast branded koozies, maybe that's just us, or anything else. Get access to the USPS and UPS mailing services you need to run your business right from your computer anytime, day or night. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. And with rates you can't find anywhere else, like up to, get this, 89% off USPS and UPS, how could you go wrong? 
We have loved stamps.com for years, not quite 25, but since we started the podcast, which was 2017, and we could not get by without it. I remember there were days where we didn't have stamps.com, those I call the dark ages, and I was hand shipping everything and driving it on my lunch break to the post office. It was all very hectic. Stamps.com, I do it straight from my house, and it makes my life a trillion times easier. Keep your mailing and shipping moving at the speed of your business with stamps.com. Sign up with promo code DRINK for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale no long-term commitments or contracts just go to stamps.com click the microphone at the top of the page and enter code drink do you want to hear um a story just yes to get in the spirit of why we should be thankful to not have to be alive or experience these things to not have to be alive maybe to be alive but not be killed in one of your gruesome stories okay and also to be thankful, knock on wood, that there's no poltergeist. Yeah. So bring it on. It's called the Bullock Hotel. Like Sandra? Yes, like Sandra. Aww. I actually looked up Bullock Hotel on Google, and the first thing that came up was Sandy's picture, and I was like, oh, okay. Oh, Sandy? Yeah. My girl. Oh, it's fine. It's like Sandy B. Like Sandy and I. She actually grew up in the town over from me in Virginia. Oh, you mentioned that a couple episodes ago because I was listening to it earlier. I'm just really proud of my people. Yes, you are. Sandy. So, conveniently, the Bullock Hotel takes place in a town called Deadwood. That's extremely convenient. And, of course, in the most uh, obscure state of America. Wait, let me guess. Mm-hmm. One of the Dakotas. Yep. No way. Yeah. Which one? South. Okay. You're right. South Dakota. Is one of them more obscure than the other? We're going to get so much hate mail. South Dakota. Whatever. Hopefully a a hipster from South Dakota listens to us and is like, oh, I'm so obscure. You know what I mean? (laughs) Isn't it their dream to be like the most obscure person in the world? You're right. Obscure is not a bad thing. No. Okay. You're the, you're the, the biggest underdog. Really? Yes. And you know what? South Dakota is never in the news doing bad things. So really, who's winning? South Dakota. South Dakota's winning. So in the city of Deadwood, it's named Deadwood because of the dead trees that would grow around the narrow canyon. I'm sorry, why are dead trees growing? Let's start there. Zombie trees. Mm -hmm. The The dead trees that grew in the narrow canyon, and the canyon was called Deadwood Gulch. (laughs) Sorry. So (laughs) it's called the Deadwoods because they have dead woods growing in the dead woods. Maybe there's a bunch of trees and they all died, so they had already grown, and now they're just a bunch of dead trees. Okay, let's hope that's What's what that means. gulch? Look, you're asking me a lot That's of a questions. terrible word. Anyway, this is also where the main streets are now built. Okay. Where all the dead trees grow, apparently. Gulch Avenue. I know when I'm dead, I, I'll be growing, apparently, not just being dead. Your fingernails? Oh, yeah, that's true. Maybe it's the tree's fingernails that were growing. Oh, it's probably the hair follicles. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah. So, in 1876, Deadwood was established, and it was described as being a hell-roaring camp. Listen. Which is what I like to call my house. (laughs) Party Central. Plunger Fort. Party for one. Um, hold on. Hold that thought. All right. This story already has so many keywords. I know. I know. Like, I feel like if if somebody was... Deadwood, hell-roaring camp. If someone were scanning for, like... South Dakota. I said zombie earlier. Like, every word that could possibly be in a in a horror movie. <laughs> right now, everything we have said sounds like a fucked-up, autocorrected message through iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> 
But like we were trying to say like some random word. It's like, oh, zombie deadwood, dead trees growing, hell roaring camp, South Dakota. <laughs> Plunger. It's like, God damn it, Siri. So in 1876, Deadwood, the hell roaring camp was established and it was complete, quote, with an assortment of not so good people. What? So it was like known as a bad town. Not so good. Like it was like a lot of like bad guys essentially like lowbrow um like i don't know like criminals and yeah what's the word for that um it was just a rough town yeah yeah okay so they sent like the kind of outcast there or like yeah okay and it was so bad and so dangerous that there wasn't even an elected official sheriff I'm confused because I would think it's so bad because there isn't an elected official <laughs> like sheriff. A, Not like it's like cause and effect equals uh, effect and cause. Yeah, it's like chicken and the egg. What, was there a sheriff <laughs> exactly. that caused it to be bad or was it bad? Because, okay. So anyway, it became its own town officially because during the gold rush, it was like a, like a hot spot on the map. So a lot of people wanted to go there despite that it was a dangerous area. Okay. Like they were like just So ready. there was gold there. Yeah, so okay. they were gold-hungry and went regardless of how dangerous it was. Okay. Um, one of the people to move there during the gold rush was Seth Bullock. Seth Bullock. And he was, quote, a straight-shooting lawman and outstanding member of society. Oh, my God. Who wrote this? This <laughs> I got... And weirdly, every website I looked at about this had a weird language. Like, very flowery. It's freaking me out a little bit. So this is some of the things that this lawman slash outstanding member of society did. Great. He was a sheriff. Mm. He was a chief engineer of the fire department. Mm. He was a deputy U.S. marshal. He was a senator by 22. He was a captain in the Spanish-American War. And he was the one to propose that we establish the Yellowstone National Park. So I mean... He's just kind of like that overachiever valedictorian we all hate. I'm like, I was about to say, I don't feel great about this guy. I, like, no, he, he makes me not feel good about me. Mm. That's probably why, That's I, don't, why I don't like I'm, him. I'm projecting. I'm, I'm like, projecting. Yep. I'm projecting onto Seth. He also, fun fact, was the first person in South Dakota to plant alfalfa, which apparently is a big crop there. Well, that just tops it all off, I'll tell you what. I'm fucking done now. I'm done. Um, also, Seth and Teddy Roosevelt became BFFs over time. And he, when Teddy Roosevelt was appointed vice president, he appointed Seth Bullock to be the first forest supervisor oh, that's not a thing it's kind of like when your friend all of a sudden becomes a boss and they yep. just like find a position for you they make one up that's what happens when you start working at nick all of a sudden i'm gonna be forest supervisor <laughs> and i'm gonna be like we live in a desert <laughs> the forest supervisor supervise um forest supervisor can i just be the geo supervisor i can you're already ideally that. i can just see your business cards now oh. <laughs> <laughs> with a little tree a dead tree obviously well duh nickelodeon animation forest supervisor <laughs> um so he was also be so with that kind of resume oh he yeah. then moves to deadwood and it's like crime ridden and there's no discipline there's like no outlaws nothing but outlaws and all of a sudden this good guy comes in and so on day two of him living in deadwood he was appointed sheriff because oh, they were uh, like we're desperate and need someone that we can trust and you seem to be like a top of the line kind so of guy. all these outlaws were like we want you to like please put us in jail i don't know who was in charge of this i assuming just the people of deadwood who were looking for law and order i dun, guess dun dun, dun. Um, so they hired, what the first thing he did was he hired a bunch of the bravest men in town. Cause also remember that a bunch of people are moving in at the same time. So sure. he can probably just pick from a whole new lot. Probably. 
Um, he hired a bunch of the bravest men he could find in the town and made them deputies. Like, right away. There was, like, no training or anything. Just made them deputies. and Nepotism. And locked them up. Oh, what? nepotism. I'd be, I would be the fucking forest supervisor at Nickelodeon if you had the opportunity. <laughs> Talk about nepotism. Listen, you can bitch about nepotism until you're actually in that position, and then you suddenly... And then would be like, nepotism? What are you talking you about? You appreciate nepotism. It's like, I worked to supervise this forest. I worked for my nepotism. So he hired all these people to be deputies and lock up all the bad guys on the streets. Um, my favorite fact about him is he's from Canada, and he... <laughs> just really? Kinda, that? I'm just of, peppering it in. Out of everything, that's your favorite fact. Look, he's known to be, like, a good guy, and of course he would come from the holy homeland. Guys, somebody sent us Canada socks. I'm wearing them right now. Whoever sent me Canada socks, God bless you. Thank you. That was very sweet. They're And they're so warm, and they go all the way up to my knee. And they're, like... And they're quality They're like socks. the Vermont, the darn tough socks. They're not not fucking around, these I'm socks. I'm wearing them right now. They're the comfiest socks I've ever owned. M goes, look, I have rugby calves. I do. I have nice, thick log legs, apparently. My yeah. tarantula legs have thickened a little. <laughs> Your tree my, stump legs. My horse tarantula legs. <laughs> um, no, but whoever did that, thank you. Thank you. I came over to Christine, and she was like, I have a present for you, and I'm, I just want you to open this right now. And I saw it, and my jaw dropped. Also, I just have to say it, Johnny Be Good sent M a replacement sweatshirt. Oh, we were apparently told not to say anything. No, she said you don't have to. Oh, but I oh, wanna, I oh, throw but it Johnny, be, I was going to just write something to her, but Johnny Be Good. Thank you so, so good. Johnny Be So Good. Jo- so good. Sent the exact. So good. She got me a whole new sweatshirt to replace my oil stained one. The exact same the one. The exact same one. I guess like I like was pretty uh, transparent with my. Oh, goodwill. I'm a size large and I needed a simple black sweatshirt. It's not goodwill. Good, it's... God damn it. Good fellow. It's my favorite company and you would think I would know. People are just going to start sending you like goodwill clothes. Don't send me goodwill stuff. Send me stuff from Goodfellow, preferably before Christmas. Uh, I'm a size 11 in shoes, a large it. and extra I'm large in sweatshirts, beep, and a 4032 in pants. Beep, boop, beep, boop. <laughs> my wedding registry can be found at. <laughs> Our Patreon can be. <laughs> send M goodwill size 11 shoes. Also, I'm mainly saying my sizes on here because if my mother listens to the show at all, she'll know exactly what she has to get me without weirdly passive-aggressively texting me my, quote, new size since I've probably gotten larger since she last saw me. Oh, rude. So, anyway, there you go. All right. Um, He's from Canada. Let's get back to the facts. Okay, 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 okay. The reason he was so disciplined is because he was a military brat, so he was just raised to not tolerate bullshit. Mm. Um, he apparently had piercing gray eyes and his gaze could stop fights. And his grandson <laughs> said that he could outstare a mad cobra or rogue elephant. Okay. Sounds like, I feel like that would be like a, a good review of like a wine or something. Like what? <laughs> it could stop a mad cobra or a rogue elephant. Because it was so, so powerful. Potent? Yeah. Mm. That's what you like, right? Potent? Not, I don't know how wine works. I mean, I don't want to kill an elephant. <laughs> okay. Let's go with it. Sure. So after um, after he locked up all the bad guys, very quickly the town began to flourish with minimal crime. Uh, very Canadian of him. He just stared at everyone with his wine Yeah, he was eyes. just like, get over there before you become a rogue elephant and I have to stop you with right. my gaze. He's going to kill all you cobras. In Montana, he ran a hardware store and decided to bring it uh, with him to deadwood 
um, which is why he was moving there, mm. not just for the gold rush, but was like, oh, if people are going to be there and I'm the only hardware store right. in town, I'll make money. So a smart businessman. So in 1894, he decided that the town needed a nice hotel. And his version of nice is like Lucille Bluth version of nice. Like it's like nice. Oh my. So there were 63 luxury steam heated guest rooms. Steam heated? Well, also this was in, this is before 1900. So Holy like. Holy smokes. Each floor had its own bathroom. I'm just very pic- shishi. I'm picturing like um, steam heated, like there's like sauna, like every room is just a yeah, sauna. That's what I'm assuming too. <laughs> um, it also had a restaurant that could take care of over 100 guests at one time, and it only served things on the level of caviar, lobster, and pheasant. Uh, wh- where are they getting this in South Dakota? Lobster? In 1894. I don't know if what? I would trust that lobster. No, don't eat that. They're just putting it on a train and sending it <laughs> it's been on a train for seven weeks I, there was also a library and a parlor in the upper floors and a gambling joint across the street which also learned people in sure um in 1919 bullock died in the hotel of cancer and he died in room 211 oh. uh, the hotel was said uh to have been sold to another family uh, who ended up taking care of it until almost around the 1980s i think 1976 okay and they auctioned it off with all the original furniture and auctioned it to the state. Whoa. And in 1990, the town noticed that their tourism was going crazy low. Their population had like, like a 10th of their population had moved away. So wow. like they needed people to be coming into Deadwood. So they decided, oh, well, let's vote on something where all the proceeds can go to fixing up the town mm. and we need something touristy. And so they brought back gaming slash gambling and on the main streets of Deadwood, every first floor of all the buildings had um, slot machines. No way. I know. Are you serious? Yeah. What the hell? In 1990, uh, the town actually made a comeback from this. And the proceeds ended up going to restoring old buildings in Deadwood, including the Bullock Hotel. So the hotel remains an upscale hotel, including the original restaurant, cellar, and gambling in the lobby. They used old wallpaper and paint, paint samples... It's still there. It still looks the same and everything. Um, And it looks as original as they could have kept it based on documents from the 1890s. That is so cool that they keep like the paint sample, the wallpaper and the paint. I think that's so cool. They revamped it to look exactly as it did. So I don't know if that's much of a revamping, but whatever. But I mean, if you make it like clean and new, but you like keep all the style, I think that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's the end of the history. Okay. Where are the ghosts? Where are the ghosts? They're right here in this order. There are, you can take photos in the room that Bullock died and you will see uh, misty figures in the corners of the room or sitting on the bed and it's the bed that he died in. Oh. Um, One photo has shown a white form floating over the bed. Like someone took several pictures at one time. You can see the form like building up. Oh. One man woke up from his sleep in the middle of the night and he was shaken awake by Seth Bullock himself. Uh Uh-uh. And this was in the 1990s. Nope. So... That shouldn't have happened. No, no. Uh, <laughs> it shouldn't have happened any decade, but nope. especially the even 1990s. when he was alive. No. Um, one employee turned away from her desk for just a second, and when she turned back around, her drink was thrown off of the bar to the other side of the room oh. by itself. 
Um, what kind of pissed off ghost is that? Well, apparently he was very proud of his hotel. And so if anyone ever looks lazy or not like working hard enough, he will like fuck with them. Oh my, I would never be able to work. Imagine there. having that boss where like they're invisible. And every time you <laughs> yeah. think like you're getting away with something, all of a sudden things get thrown away or at you they're or just from you. Casually omnipresent and you can't, <laughs> you can't even look at your phone or it will break. <laughs> so Bullock has been seen in solid form walking the halls and staring at people with his notorious stare as he passes them by. I hope there's no cobras in the I'm sorry, I take it back. I'm sorry, rewind, delete. <laughs> You're the one that deletes it. I know, I'm telling myself in the future. Guests have heard a friendly male voice call their name when they're alone. I don't know. A friendly. <laughs> I don't know what a fucking Casper? That's nice. A man's footsteps and whistling have also been caught on tape apparently on Ghost Adventures. And most people ha- actually report this pretty regularly going down the hall. So they'll hear a man walking in heavy boots and whistling when they're the only people that have, um, like, have a room filled for that night on that hall. Spooky. Because also the 63 rooms have been converted to 28 now oh, to make the rooms bigger. Sure. Um, a young boy who was a guest in the hotel, I guess, got lost. And he ended up finding his way back to his parents' room. And when they asked how he found his way back, he said that an old-time cowboy named Captain Seth <gasps> brought him back to the room. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Um, when employees, like I said, when employees appear lazy or not working, plates and glasses will shake and fly across the restaurant, sometimes crashing onto the ground or into the wall next to them. That's terrifying. Kitchen items and appliances will turn on and off by themselves. Items in the kitchen and the restaurant have been moved to another location after closing. A staff member witnessed several bar stools moving by themselves in the basement. Um, there's a broken clock in room 305, and it has actually chimed every time. Not every time, but sometimes when the maids come in, it'll all of a sudden work just to chime for them, like to say hello. No, thanks. Um, cleaning carts moved by themselves. One maid was actually sprayed with a shower, like a uh, shower head that turned on by itself while she was trying to clean the tub. That's so sad. It just turned on just to be like, here, fuck you. Like, enjoy being wet and gross and for the rest of your shift. she wasn't even being lazy. Yeah, she was actually working. That's rude. Maybe he, she, she wasn't doing it well enough. Maybe she was Snapchatting in the bathtub. Ooh, there it is. Mm-hmm. Um, she, can you, also, let's take a minute to, everyone listening, find your nearest haunted house and I want to see the Snapchat geotag. We should figure out what all these things look like. Can you imagine? There's got to be one with like a ghost emoji or something next to it if they know it's what? haunted enough. I'm so confused. What are you talking like about? Like if we went to like Winchester Mystery House, I wonder what the geotags look like on Snapchat. You mean like the filters or like? Like the location. I wonder what it looks like. Like if you go to a haunted enough place, they have to have like a haunted ghost design, oh, right? maybe. But what about geo? You said something about geo. It's called a geotag. Oh my God. I thought you meant geo. God. Oh my God. <laughs> I was For like, once in my life, I was not I, referring to I him. I was like, what the hell does this have to do with Geo? Yeah, okay, I got you. You're on board now? Yeah. Okay. I'll like, s- I wonder, like, if we went to, like, the Whaley house, like, what the filter looks like on I Snapchat. Like, one of them has to have, like, a cool design for being I notoriously haunted. I went to haunted. Whaley house. They did not have a cool Snapchat. You're right. They didn't. I did that, too, and it just says Whaley house. It's a, Yeah, it said it, but mm-hmm. it wasn't, like, a cool thing. Someone find me a cool haunted house geotag, please. Thanks. Also, um... I told my brother earlier today that I want to create a geotag for our house so that we can tag, ge- like, geotag our our location. That's beautiful. I know. I'm going to work on it. Also, we will low-key know who our closest in distance uh, fans are. Yeah, true. 
because all of a sudden they'll be Snapchatting and see the geotag and be like, oh my God. They'll be oh like, oh my God, we're nearby. They'll be like, geo is in a one mile radius. <laughs> so anyway, there is also a little girl there. We don't know what her purpose is, but she has been seen in the basement mm. uh, where victims of smallpox and typho- <gasps> typhoid were actually quarantined at one point because the building also stayed as a hospital during that of time. Of course it did. So there have been mainly that little girl, but there's also been elderly and children um, that are regularly seen throughout the years. And we assume that they were all like patients who passed away. An apparition of said girl. She's apparently under 10 years old and she's regularly seen by guests. Her favorite thing to do is giggle. And then the toilet paper in the bathroom one will unravel itself. (laughs) Little bastard. Love her. Love her. Um, She's spunky. So spunky. Uh, guests' personal belongings will have been moved around the room or found in odd places. People will wake up at night and see their shower faucet, their lights, and their TV all turned on. Their like shower faucets, their lights, and, and their the TV. TV. They'll all be turned on. Like, you'll wake up in the middle of the night and all of a sudden That's they're all on in your room. extremely terrifying to wake up to all the water. And so, like jarring yeah, like you wake up so and you're like jarring. you're like so like disoriented and don't know what's going on everything's bright there's loud noises uh-huh. and water's running that's terrifying um tvs and phones will turn on when they aren't plugged in shadows will follow you down the hallways and into the showers oh what a perv shadow alarm clocks will go off by themselves at the wrong time that you set them to nice and they will also of course go off at 3 a.m always 3 a.m an antique clock that no longer functions will chime on its own in the lobby. Good. And people have seen a Seth Bullock literally hovering over them at night. Like, like horizontally? Oh, like he, like, so he's like almost lying on top of you with a lot of space in between? Yeah. Or is he, or is like, he like standing? standing and you can see his, like the soles of his feet? Ew. I don't know. I feel like it'd be creep, less creepy if he were standing. Because otherwise he'd be uh, yeah. face to face. What if he were just diagonal? oh my god what if he's like just kind of like chilling what if he's like upside down and you can just see his butt what if he's actually just doing like a spinning cannonball over you so you get all angles of him i would probably get motion sick so one time a chair got thrown across the room and an employee who was sleeping on the job good uh the little girl will go and poke people's sides in the lobby which i don't care if you're alive or dead i fucking hate you don't do do that that. it's not fucking funny it's never been funny it's never if anyone out there thinks it's funny to do it's not you're you're lying to yourself so here we go m's weakness eighth vertebrae and (laughs) side disembodied feet side poking and disembodied so i can't win criminals and my fingernails and my like apparently that weird like belly button unraveling thing oh right right so get on it really i'm just i'm actually like a big wuss so no matter what you do i'm gonna have a problem with it aren't we all people have turned around and seen seth bullock Inches away from their face, staring okay. at them. Okay, this is Seth is giving me. He needs to relax. Seth needs to calm down. I think he got a lot of attention during his life, and he just needs it to keep going. He's like, "Have I shown you my resume?" Yeah, <laughs> I was a forest keeper. What was he? <laughs> a forest supervisor. What same thing? Uh, anytime someone has reportedly tried to steal from the hotel, the doors will lock on themselves so they can't leave the room. Ooh. Which is kind of like cool because his whole job originally in the town was to keep bad people from he doing was a bad sheriff. things. And now he's locking people until they, like, decide not to steal and the doors don't open themselves. What, do you, what are they possibly stealing? I don't know. It makes me think of that Friends episode where they're stealing, like, salt and batteries. I was going to say. You could see, like, a notepad. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, people's luggage will be found sitting outside their hotel room. Mm. Like, at, like, 
if it's unpacked, it will now all of a sudden be packed in the suitcase sitting outside of their room when they're walking down the hallway to be like, get the fuck out, I guess. I guess I don't want them there. People will knock on the door while guests are sleeping. And when people go to check the door, um, now, now where they're standing, the opposite wall from them will down, will knock. Oh, it's like ew. they'll hear a knock, go over to that part of the room. And then when they get there, the knock will be on the other side of the wall. Oh, of their room? Of their room oh, no, where no, there's no, no door. No, 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 Um, guests will talk to people in the restaurant thinking that they're waiters and then realize they were never there. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like, I guess they're, they think they're ordering something and then the waiter like is actually a dead person and is not going to bring you your food that you just ordered. I'm going to do that. I'm going to walk around as a ghost and just be like. I think you're going to do that as a live person and take people's <laughs> orders and then be like, just zip away and be like, oh, I was never here. Sorry. You'll never get those garlic fries, Sandra. Because <laughs> I ate them. Because <laughs> now they're mine. Bellhops have to use the buddy system with walkie talkies when riding the elevator in case it breaks oh, down. Oh, bellhop buddy system. Uh, Precious. The bottles in the bar uh, will... Don't do- mess with the bottles in the bar. They will... Well, sometimes it's a good thing. He will drop or raise the levels of the alcohol in them. Oh, okay. So sometimes the bottles will refill themselves. Wait, that. But sometimes they will empty themselves, which is, I think, what you would probably do. Seth. <laughs> Seth, thank you for the idea. Duly Seth. noted, when I die, I will be drinking all the alcohol. Also, before I die, are you here? Are you listening? Because that would be really helpful to me. If you could just keep refilling her boxed wine. Listen, I have friends giving on Wednesday. <laughs> Those, I could use a wall of alcohol. If those you can find levels, it. you can knock, you can stare in my eyes. I don't care. But if you refill those bottles, <laughs> I'll be eternally grateful. There is banging and sounds of construction from empty rooms next door. Guests have reported seeing a drunk man swaying in the restaurant, but wearing old-fashioned clothes and staring. Who do you think that is? I think it's Seth. Wait, really? I don't know. He's like apparently like the he's... bottles are going down. Maybe oh, he's drinking, and then maybe. drunk ghost him is just swaying around. He just seemed so like uptight. I thought maybe he maybe w- he needed a drink. I mean, he clearly needed a drink. People have heard a man say in their ear, can you hear me yet? Okay. That actually just gave me chills. People have seen an old, have, people have seen, um, old fashioned dressed people standing in the middle of the casino in the lobby and then disappear. The restaurant's kitchen appliances will shut down and break even if they're brand new and will only start working when getting changed out or threatened to be changed out. (laughs) It's like, all right, fine. You can have them back, I guess. That happened with my hard drive once. I was like... Fine, I'll just get a new hard drive. And all of a sudden it was like, hard drive recognized. And I was like, whoa, (laughs) that's the secret. And then finally, where you'll be in the afterlife, you can hear men laughing and glasses clinking in the basement after hours. And there's a little girl down there too, huh? Yep. Okay. There's smallpox. There's... But there's glasses clinking and laughter. All right. I like to think that those smallpox people are just having a good time now. All right. Good. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, tell me, tell me a tale. You sound like you're just, like, trying to appease me, but... No. Shut up. <laughs> it feels very fitting that Juniper is currently sitting on my lap, uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy, because when they're happy, we're happy. But because we're not mind readers, we don't always know when they're unwell. And in my experience, cats are not the most, you know, open when it comes to sharing their woes. And there goes Junie. Literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell. Thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. 
Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. And Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small, lightweight bag. Pretty Litter has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room, and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus, we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD to save 20%. Prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. All right. This is one that I've gotten a lot of requests for. Like, a lot. Okay, I'm ready. And weirdly enough, I didn't know anything about it. And it, Yeah, it was one of those ones that was, like, always in the back of my mind. And I was like, I have to look into that. And then I was listening to My Favorite Murder, and they, like, referenced it. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I just gotta <laughs> okay, do it. Okay, now I've gotta do this. I gotta do it. <laughs> Karen told me so. Well, if Karen or Georgia tell you to do anything, you just oh, fucking you do, it. do it. You close your eyes and do it. They say jump off a cliff and you swan dive. <laughs> Head first. I'm taking you with me. <laughs> okay. This is the story of the Wineville chicken coop murders. Okay. I've heard of the chicken coop. Actually, I think Cece. Has- is Cece one of the people who's... Honestly, I have like 80 I think when requests. we first started this podcast, Maybe. she... Like, at the very beginning, was like, if this were to continue, you should do the chicken coop murders. <laughs> if this is a real thing. It, if you're serious about it, maybe give this one a try. I'm sure we responded, oh, it's not. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. But I, I've heard... You know it's it's well requested by people if even I've heard people request right, it. Right. Exactly. And so, we don't know what it is. It's not like we knew about it. Hit me with it. All right. This takes place in the late 1920s. Um, a guy named Gordon Stewart Northcott was born in Saskatchewan, Canada. Mm, my favorite. Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think. Canadians? You're the expert. As the biological child of his sister and his father. Oh. So It's starting out good. It's a rough, bumpy road. It's a hell-roaring camp. It's a... It's a... <laughs> What was this taking place in Deadwood? There's zombie trees in Deadwood. <laughs> so basically his sister was his mother. Right. And his father was his grandfather. No. Wait. Yes. Wait. His. He, it was oh, a, a oh, dad yes. and a sister. You're right, right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So his dad was his grandfather also. Oh, no. Oh, no. Grandpa, daddy. No, 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 no. And sissy mom. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. So she was his mother and his sister. In 1926, he moved to a city in Southern California called Wineville. You got to stop naming towns, Christine. I can't. You got to stop establishing towns just to name them. I mean, Deadwood, Wineville. They're not very They both sound like towns we would have named. 
I think maybe we did. If we ever get like a giant like pair of scissors to a land and we get to name it. <laughs> At, like, the ribbon-cutting ceremony, I'll be like, Deadwood, and you'll be like, Wineville. And they'll be like, it's called Deadville. And they'll be like, obviously. Dead wine. Dead wine. Ooh. Dead wine. Let's not talk about it. Let's just keep going. Let's talk about it. Okay. <laughs> Dead wine. The town. He moved there to become a chicken farmer. Mm-hmm. As most do. I mean, it was known for its wine and its grapes, obviously. I'm like, why not just move there to work on a vineyard? Why not? Wine not. You always catch that I never do. It's my one talent. It's your wine talent. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm hyper aware. (laughs) Okay. So he moved to become a chicken farmer. Um, He had a 13-year-old nephew named Sanford Clark. Nephew or son or brother or grandson. Uh, He had a 13-year-old relative named Sanford Clark. (laughs) And he convinced Sanford's mother, who was his sister to send i'm sorry i don't know a different sister (laughs) it was his other relative listen i need a drink hey maybe we can get shirts now and say listen if someone can design one yeah we want someone to design stuff for us because i can type out listen in like comic sans and no one wants that why wouldn't i would think more like ariel bold really or like a copper black I feel like wingdings might be the way to go. <laughs> I think, oh, what if we wrote listen in Zodiac? Oh, oh, wait, that's actually real fun. Okay, we'll talk about okay, it. Okay, we'll talk about it. Okay. But like, what about papyrus? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm okay. Go back. Go back. The only thing that matters here is that his nephew, Sanford Clark, 13 years old, moved down with him to help with the chickens and the chicken coops. Well, yeah, you need help. You need help. You need help with the chickens. You can't. Keep up those chickens all by yourself. I don't get why. Chickens are so fucking low maintenance to raise. Really? Yeah. They're kind of like loud and peckish. I mean, they suck, but they're low maintenance. As long as you like keep them away from foxholes. Yeah. I mean, you, you just d- need a heat lamp and you need feed. You literally just got to put them in a little cage. It's really not hard. They don't need like exercise. They don't need heat. No. They have a rooster to tell Especially them. Especially in the 20s when chickens were actually fucking healthy to eat. Yeah, right. Anyway, let's move on. Okay. Let's. So. He convinced um, his sister to send her son Sanford down um, as, like, to help on his, quote, chicken apprentice. Chicken. He's the chicken apprentice. He's the. No, there's no. Chick. He's the. A chick. Chipprentice. No, there's nothing good. Chicken training. (laughs) Chicken training. And you said there was nothing. I spoke too soon. <laughs> okay. so, so Sanford was the chicken training. Oh, I hate myself and, and you also. Okay. Um, unfortunately, this started a two-year nightmare for Sanford. Um, Northcott, his uncle, began abusing him, beating him, sexually assaulting him. He was only 13 at this time. Um, and then let's... There are multiple facets to this story. So I'm going to fast forward to uh, 1928, which was two years later. On March 10th, nine-year-old Walter Collins disappeared after going to see a movie in Lincoln Heights, Los Angeles. Uh, there was this massive nationwide manhunt, uh, and he was found all the way, I think it was about five months later. Uh, it was reported that he was found in DeKalb, Illinois. Mm-hmm. So his mother, Christine Collins, was thrilled and paid for him to be transferred back to la so she could be with him again 
He arrived uh, safe and sound back home in L.A., and Christine went to meet him and said, he's an imposter. That's not my son. Ooh. Uh, Authorities told her to take him home and try him out for a couple of weeks. (laughs) Give him a whirl. Just like... (laughs) Give it a spin. It's like you're selling washing machines at at Home Depot. Like, what do you mean give it a... Like, try it out for a couple of weeks. Yeah, just see see if he feels right. Like, 100% back guarantee. (laughs) So she agreed, but came back pretty soon after and said, no, this isn't my son. I know it's not my son. Uh, She even brought dental records. She brought signed statements from people who knew her son, Walter, to prove that it wasn't him. Um, But because, remember, we're in the 1920s, um, the police called her a lunatic and claimed she was just trying to get the state to take care of her child and was trying to embarrass the LAPD. Oh, my God. Uh, Specifically, Captain J.J. Jones. Of course. That's a name. That's a name, apparently. He might as well live in Deadwine. It's not even a real name. I bet uh, he signs his name in papyrus. <laughs> Dude, wouldn't that be cool? What if you could sign your name in like Comic Sans? Oh, Wingdings. There's someone out there who has practiced you the, know. the art of Microsoft Word font format. If you've done that. If you have ever written anything in papyrus, you better send that shit to us and you better send it quick. Immediately. Curls MT? <laughs> Get on it. <laughs> okay i have problems all right um so jj jones committed her to a psychiatric hospital of course he did (sighs) meanwhile two other boys named nelson and lewis winslow who are brothers they were 10 and 12 years old Mm -hmm. they went missing on their way home on may 16th 1928 their parents started to receive strange letters from the boys one said they were heading to mexico and another said they planned to stay missing as long as they could to become famous (laughs) <laughs> that's why we became famous right you can't find us we like went we like went to la and started writing letters to our parents being like we're missing you can't find us and they're like we know where you are just we only got a show there. where we triangulate our location all the time but we're missing <laughs> we're missing you don't know where we are mom <laughs> we're somewhere but nowhere all at once she's like but i just mailed you all those socks you left behind <laughs> and i that, just mailed you that blank fucking shirt box and, and that, that weird cds <laughs> By the way, that woman has never sent me a box or a package ever. Yeah, but you know, that was the first one. Like, not in college, not <laughs> when I lived in Boston. That woman. This was the first package, and it was a weird case of CDs from the <laughs> early '90s that weren't even. There wasn't a note. Listen. And then when I, she called me and she was like, "Did you get the box? Did you like it?" And I'm like, "I don't Do know where like to begin." <laughs> you were like, like, "I thought someone kidnapped am you." I suppo- <laughs> sent me like am I supposed letters? to like the shirts that? Are for you the J Crew like slim fit shirts? What? <laughs> okay, but you know that she said the shirts, being like, okay, M will put logos on. And then was like, well, I have to send something for M. Oh, here's a sleeve of CDs, exactly to like cover the fact that they're like. It was like, here for you, her. you keep the garbage I don't want to bring to Goodwill, <laughs> but also here's your first present in 25 years, which is actually my own present. <laughs> Thank you in advance. Also, I'm not going to tell you what the fuck is going on. Just figure it out. She was probably also like, you said Goodwill. On, you said you were size 11 Goodwill. I'm sending you all my Goodwill donations. That's exactly some shit she would do, too. I wasn't even surprised. Like, I think I was with Allison. She was like, what is the point of any of this? And I was like, well, it's better to not ask. She'll, she'll let me know eventually. You'll get like a frantic message. Like, have you done the job? Like, have you have you done the dark deed I've requested? <laughs> God. 
You're my chicken training. Chicken and training. Chicken training. <laughs> God, that's foul. It's get <gasps> it. I was gonna say it's not that bad, M. But wow, you just blew my mind. I just gotcha. That was foul. Okay. So let's get back to this. Let's try at least. I mean, let's try. So they were trying to become famous by going missing. I mean, who doesn't? Again. Around the same time, a Mexican child's body was found shot and decapitated in Los Angeles. But police didn't immediately connect any of these crimes um, because they were just so random. Random. Um, But as you can probably guess by me bringing them up, they They were related to to each other. God damn it, Em. I'm. Yep. You got to jump on. I went to grad school. You gotta jump on my my brain wave when we say things. I think you need to jump on your brain wave. You seem to be having another stroke. My brother just texted me. Fuck! I forgot my dongle. What's a dongle? It's like with the new phones where you have to plug in. They don't have a headphone jack, (gasps) so you have to plug in like you have to like get a a dongle. See, I told you, Apple likes to fuck with you. Oh, oh yes. Oh, you need a new update? Well, how about I make your current phone really slow? Oh, you want to listen to music? Well, you have to buy this other thing. Same with the laptops now. They don't have CD ports. You have to buy an $80 port to put CDs in. Mm -hmm. How are you going to listen to that sleeve of CDs, Linda sent? Well, I already broke them in half and threw them (laughs) in the trash. (laughs) Whatever. Unless she, like, I bet you she wanted some weird cryptic shit done to them. Like, she wanted me to download them and turn them all into one big CD for her. She probably thought you... You were going to put our entire podcast onto a CD. She probably wanted me to throw them all on a floppy disk or some shit like that. (laughs) Uh, All right. Here's the thing. In September of 1928, a few months later, Winifred Clark, the mother of Gordon Northcott's nephew. So the mother of Sanford Clark, so his sister, um, contacted U.S. authorities to tell them that her nephew, Gordon, Mm -hmm had kidnapped and was holding her son Sanford hostage in California. Uh, Sanford's family had been receiving suspicious letters saying all was well, but they didn't believe it. Um, Plus, he was only 15, and he had been gone for over two years at this point. (gasps) So they were like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. So Sanford's older sister, Jessie, decided to go down to the ranch um, to check in on things. So she raised the money to go down to Wineville, California, and check up on her younger brother, she got there, stayed for a few days, and immediately knew something was up, something fishy was going on. Mm-hmm. So at one point when Northcott wasn't around, Sanford admitted everything to his sister about what was going on. Um, she went back to Canada and notified U.S. authorities that there were crimes happening at her uncle's uncle's, <laughs> uncle's farm. This family tree is just like a big circle. At her uncle's chicken coop. So on August 31st, 1928, two uh, U.S. Immigration Service inspectors visited the chicken ranch in Wineville. Um, they found 15-year-old Sanford Clark at the ranch and took him into custody. Northcott had seen the agents driving up the long road to his ranch. Uh, and before fleeing into the tree line, he told uh, his nephew, Sanford, to stall the agents or he would shoot him from the tree line. Oh, shit. With a rifle. So Sanford stalled the authorities and Northcott kept on running. But when uh, Sanford felt like he was safe enough, he told them everything that had happened. He told them about the assault, about the rape, 
um, the beatings, the death threats. He said Mexican boys would arrive in Northcott's car and then later disappear. Mm. Um, he also told them about the murder of four boys, an unnamed Mexican boy, the Winslow brothers, and Walter Collins. Mm. So remember Walter Collins and Christine, his mother. Mm-hmm. So police, she was still in the insane asylum. Okay, right. Wherever she had been sent um, because they didn't believe her. So they interviewed Walter, who claimed to be her son. And right. he confessed that he was not Walter, but Arthur Hutchins Jr., a runaway from Iowa, who had been picked up by a drifter who commented how similar he looked to the missing child in L.A. named Walter Collins. Mm. Arthur decided he wanted to go to Hollywood and meet his cowboy hero. Oh, no. (laughs) Wait, what was that guy's name from last time? Oh, Seth Bullock? (laughs) Cowboy Seth. Cowboy Seth. Captain Seth. Oh, never mind. Uh, Meet his cowboy hero actor Tom Mix, who was Hollywood's first Western star, apparently. He was in like 290 movies or something. Jesus. Yeah. And we don't know his name anymore? I know. He was huge. Apparently he was like... Whoops, he's rolling over in his grave. I know. He like apparently created the whole Western genre as an actor. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he wanted to get to Hollywood and meet his cowboy hero. Don't we all? Mm -hmm. Um, So he decided to impersonate Walter, who was missing. And he looked pretty similar. Um, so then they were like, okay, Christine, I guess you can leave the mental hospital. Uh, Words I hope to hear someday. <laughs> Sorry. That's fucked up. Uh, she eventually filed a lawsuit against the LAPD and was awarded a hefty sum. I think in today's money, it was like $156,000, but it was never paid to her. Ooh. So the real Walter, this is what happened to him. Sanford explained that the real Walter had actually been abducted by Northcott and held at his farm. He was being kept in a chicken coop while being regularly molested. Mm. A few days after he'd abducted Walter, Northcott got a call from his mother, Sarah Louise Northcott, and she said she wanted to come visit for a few days. So Northcott tried to keep his mother away from the chicken coop as best he could, but eventually she discovered Walter in, in there. Uh, She told her son, Northcott, that Walter would be able to identify him and it was too risky to keep him alive. She insisted that they silence him permanently and decided all three of them, including the 15-year-old nephew, uh, would murder him simultaneously so that nobody could implicate one of the others if they ever confessed uh, without implicating themselves. Uh, Northcott suggested using a gun, but his mother said that would be too loud. So she chose the blunt end of an axe. Oh, shit. And while he was sleeping in a cot in one of the chicken coops, she bludgeoned him with the axe, then passed it along, and all three bludgeoned him until he was dead. Oh, wow. The two Winslow brothers, the 10 and 12-year-olds who had gone missing, um, had also been bludgeoned in the same way. Ooh, So Sanford was telling the story to police and they went and kind of looked around and they found evidence uh, supporting his story. They found bones in quicklime pits, human skull fragments, and clothing that would fit boys of that age, including a Boy Scout cap. Yeesh. Um, So his story uh, went public. The fake Walter Collins admitted he was, you know, a hoax. Um Northcott fled to Canada with his mother, but they were both arrested, and he confessed to killing more than five boys, and his mother pled guilty to killing Walter Collins. 
So Northcott allegedly had killed over 20 boys. Oh, shit. But the state of California did not have enough evidence to indict him of those killings. They were only able to charge him with the two cases of the Winslow brothers and the, quote, headless Mexican is what the media called. Oh, my God. I know. I know. The fucking worst. It, like, makes my skin crawl. He was a teenager from Mexico. That's horrible. Yes. Um, During his trial, Northcott fired three attorney... Eternities. <laughs> three eternities. <laughs> That's how much he should serve. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Let's hope. During his trial, Northcott fired three attorneys and then decided he'd be his own attorney. Of course. That's how it always goes. Let's see how that goes. Uh, he put himself on the stand and would ask himself questions and then answer them. God. Like, <sighs> no. Um... He admitted to abusing young boys because he loved them. Oh, okay. Yep. He called his mother to testify for him, and she claimed she was actually his grandmother because her husband had raped her daughter, Winifred, and Northcott was Winifred's son. Listen, I mm-hmm. can't I can't follow this. I'm no, just... it makes sense, though, if her... If her... Because his father was also his grandpa. Yeah. And he was married to that woman. Oh, sure. Okay, so... Okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah. So whether or not he she raised him biologically, she's still right. his grandmother. Okay. Um, Northcott also claimed to have an incestuous incestuous relationship with Sarah Louise, the Ugh. guardian, uh, and that his father had molested him. So it was just a big ol' cluster. Yeah. Um, so Northcott was sentenced to death in February of 1929. He was hanged on October 2nd, 1930, at the age of 23. So he had killed allegedly over 20 young boys, children, by the age of 23. Oh, my God. Um, As he awaited execution by hanging, he amused himself by making lewd gestures at his jailers, sending police on wild goose chases by giving them, like, fake... False information or all that? Yeah, yeah. And cruelly taunting the mothers of his victims... So, for example, um, Walter's mother, he told her, if you come to the jail, I'll tell you what happened to your son. Because they they never found his body. That's so fucking hard. And then she got there and he said, I don't know what you're talking about. I've never heard of that boy. That's so heartbreaking. It's awful. And she spent the rest of her life believing he was alive because she said they never found his body. So I'm going to keep hope. So she spent her entire life looking for him. Even though all evidence points to that he had killed him, but he, to the grave, yeah. said, I don't know what you're talking about, and toyed with her, basically. Um, so, all evidence says he, you know... He did it. He did it, but since they never found the body, the, his mother couldn't bear Ugh, to... That's bear. so rough. It was really sad. Um, his last words before the trapdoor swung open were, say a prayer for me. No. Nobody's going to do that. Nope. No. I mean, I will, but it won't work. (laughs) Because I don't actually really want it to happen. (laughs) Because God is like, "Mm, uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh. Never mind. Mm -mm. So he then was hanged, and he was uh, on the rope for 12 minutes before he died. Jeez. Yeah. It's a long time. Yeah. Yikes. Due to um, the negative publicity that Wineville 
received. Oh, God. It's a tragedy. Yeah. Of all places, why do it in Wineville? I know. I know. Don't ruin. I'm not trying to. Why ruin Wineville? That's like going to Santa Claus, Indiana and like ruining their reputation. (laughs) You know? And just making them rename it. Yeah. It's just a mess. It's not okay. So, because of the negative publicity, Wineville had to change its name. No. They changed its name to Mira Loma in 1930. Well, which I've actually heard of. Anyone who lives in Mira Loma, sorry, you've lost a good opportunity. Listen, you had Wineville. We gave it to you. We trusted you. Were you were reckless with it. You reckless. This right. is why we can't have nice things, Mira Loma. And that's why we drink. So, the only remaining references of the community are Wineville Avenue. Wineville Road and Wineville Park. The three streets that your relatives probably live on, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, I'll take Wineville Park. That sounds <laughs> that sounds good. Um, so today, to sum this up, the notorious series of murders that um, happened, the chicken coop murders, are seen um, in pop culture in the movie Changeling. Mm-hmm. Very famous movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Angelina Jolie. Uh, episode of Criminal Minds. My- my favorite show <laughs> and the fifth season of American horror story hotel. So those are like the most current references. Yeah. References. And I think there are more, but those are the most notable. So yeah, really fucked up. Um, super fucked up the whole thing, the changeling thing where, where the, um, mother was like, this isn't my son. And they're like, Oh, you're just crazy. Yeah. Go take him home and see. It's like so you, fucked up. Isn't the thing that you're supposed to trust more than anyone is a mother's intuition? You'd think so. But boys will be boys. But they she's a, just being different. And she's a woman. So, like, right, how does course. she really know? Right. Intuition? No. <laughs> no. So, anyway, that's the story of the Wineville Chicken Coop murders. Thank you all for suggesting that. I hope I did it some justice. Thank you guys for listening. Am I doing my spiel? Yeah, please. I need a drink. You can uh, find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can find us at ATWWD Podcast. You can also find our secret group on Facebook where people just won't shut up in all the best ways. Oh, the best ways. Uh, you can find our website, and that's why we drink.com. You can find our merch site, and that's why we drink.bigcartel.com. You can find our Patreon. Please donate atwwd podcast you can also email us and that's why we drink at gmail.com please send in your true crime and paranormal personal stories we do a listeners episode every first of the month and geo's adorable oh my god yes also send your drawings. and send in your artwork yeah send in your artwork if now you've... that we've got merch endless possibilities yes we'd love to just feature you guys are so creative and much more creative than we are and we'd Mm -hmm. love to feature your stuff on our stuff if you're willing and we'd love to give you a plug and whatever so send it on over to our email um that's all i got that's all we got and that's why we drink and that's why we drink i'm sad to leave you guys but we gotta say bye oh god don't you're oh ow (laughs) That was a good one. Okay. I even stayed quiet for a second, <laughs> even though I wanted to yell. Um, and that's why we drink. Stop taking my wine away from me, though. <laughs> like, I appreciate the sound effect, but stop taking my wine. Uh, bye. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs>